Welcome back to the Sports and Entertainment Express podcast. It's episode 53 and a lot of government sports and entertainment as I am your host, Ryan Persaud. Let's, you can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, or other platforms as well. And remember to subscribe, slash follow, share, and rate the podcast after you're done listening. And also go follow the Facebook page, The Sports Entertainment Express, Twitter, and Instagram, which have the same social media handles, which is at SE underscore Express 20, or search up The Sports and Entertainment Express. Let's right into things here. There was so much that happened in sports and entertainment. And I brought a segment back. The player signings and trade segment is back. And for now, I have the NHL. And in the NHL, it was a trade deadline, March 3rd. It was quite a quiet one, to be honest. As a lot of major trades, not many major trades went down, but minor trades that are really helping some teams at the moment. So I want to go through a few major and minor trades, at least one or two minor trades that happened be a really big role. This one major trade, the Boston Bruins received Tyler Bertuzzi from the Detroit Red Wings for a 2024 first round draft pick and a 2025 fourth round draft pick. This trade allows Boston to add some depth to their roster. And as they are on top of the Atlantic Division, but but moving forward, how far will the Bruins make it to the playoffs this year? Possibly to the Eastern Conference Finals, then finished there, maybe. But you never know, they might pull it all together and be at the Stanley Cup Finals. Other than that, the Ottawa Senators pick up Jacob Chikrin from the Arizona Coyotes in exchange for a 2026 second round pick and two conditional draft picks one this year and the other one in 2024 but I don't see the Senators making the playoffs this year of course with everything happening to them even though they are lurking from the outside looking in but looking at this young defenseman being acquired to a pretty young core could be built into a playoff contender team in three to four years that's just my say on that other than that the Edmonton Oilers traded Tyson Berry and prospect Reed Schaefer plus a 2023 first round pick and a 2024 fourth round pick to the Nashville Predators for defenseman Mateus Ekholm and a 2024 six round pick the other way where it boosts the Oilers defense core and as of right now Ekholm is playing fantastic in orange and blue see how far it would go for them still trying to get the top division as for Tyson Berry it's interesting to say he is basically the number two guy in Nashville besides from Roman Yossi now you may be thinking well I think Berry might be a better defenseman than Yossi I don't think so but that's just my say on that I think the Los Angeles Kings really stepped it up with acquiring Valid Slav. Gavrikov and Yossi Corpusalo in exchange for Jonathan Quick, which was quickly flipped to Vegas, but the Blue Jackets get two picks, which were a 2024 third round pick, a conditional 2023 first round pick. The Kings will probably sign Corpusalo to a three to four year deal if the Kings see him as a number one goalie moving forward, and I think this can be the upside. The Kings were a surprising team this 
this year. Out of all the California teams, the Kings have a more developed roster. They have the young core coming in. They have the veterans, players playing with the young core and all that. Downey and Kopitar. All. But with Corpusalo, it's going to be fascinating to see how far he can take the team. Get to the second round. That'd be amazing. But it depends on who they play. So that's still something everyone's still waiting on. The Vancouver Canucks traded defenseman Luke Shen to the Toronto Maple Leafs for a third round pick in this year's draft, which isn't a bad thing because he goes back to a team who drafted him and he can now bring in that veteran leadership. And it's going to be exciting to see what he is capable at his age in the Toronto market, especially on the ice. But let's get into some uh, NHL news and stuff. There was, you know, so much happening in the NHL. Close and tight games are happening as I speak. Playoffs are going to be starting up soon and it's going to be a fun time. But the NHL, there are many professional athletes who have tremendous hockey careers or an okay career when they are drafted in the NHL because we all know it's a business and a lot of players are competing for a spot on the main roster but many go down to to the team's affiliate team to develop and get to the NHL would be called up. Now, every human being has their own journey, and so do sports athletes, right? Which always interests in knowing their story from their perspective. I read a lot of autobiographies. I always have this fascination of knowing what's happening to these players, not just on the court or on the ice, but personally, because we never know what is happening to a athlete or to an actor. Now, Slater Cuckoo of the Edmonton Oilers, who played five seasons with Tampa, a year and a half with the Chicago Blackhawks, and two years with the Oilers, opened up about his struggles with anxiety. I found it fascinating of what he said because it was quite powerful. When he retired, more so, um, even though he is still on the Oilers roster, of what he was actually feeling was important to speak out about. He felt his life inside of it took a place where it was unbearable and unhealthy towards his mental health, but physically as well. Tuku felt like he didn't have the ability to eat much on certain nights, especially when the games were on hockey night in Canada, on a completely empty stomach, if you believe that or not. But his teammates would, you know, comment and say the meals are free, but not knowing what he was going through. So when it came to having dinners at as a team to hang out and relax, he would go and isolate himself. And usually walk the streets of whichever city and discreetly bring takeout to his hotel room. So nobody knew if he ate or not. Slayer Cuckoo uh, also said he felt scrutinized for his on-ice performance when asked by general managers and coaches wanting him to put on weight if he was to battle in the corners in the game. It just shows you and tells you what can go on behind the scenes in a professional sports league. But it is brave of Slater's cuckoo to open up and to be honest of what he went through. 
This reminds me of how actors are treated in Hollywood and many people will say, well, it is their fault to go into that industry and not knowing what the consequences can turn into. I find sports athletes and actors are not different from each other because they go through training, having a diet and doing what the individual loves, which is their job. I kind of like these kind of stories So I can tell these kind of stories to you and you have some kind of clue of knowing what's happening with players, with actors that we all adore and love. Let's get into the NFL now. There's so much happening in the NFL. The offseason is underway and so many players are, are changing places and there are new faces and new teams. But what happened when I heard about this? Baker Mayfield arriving to Tampa Bay. Oh man. Second and ten. Mayfield to the end zone to Jefferson. Is that possible? Touchdown. Yes, the impossible is possible to happen. The arrival of Baker Mayfield in Tampa Bay came to a rocky start, if you can say, where he was interviewed about signing with the Buccaneers after Tom Brady announced his retirement. Now, of course, Mayfield was asked about his struggle in 2022, playing with four different teams, and three of them were short stints. But it doesn't mean Baker Mayfield wants the number one quarterback position in Tampa. But Mayfield wants to help out Kyle Tarask, who is the second quarterback for Tampa Bay. Mayfield wants to be part of a winning culture and have a stable organization, which the Buccaneers have, and who doesn't, right? Because all these football players dreamed of A, playing in the NFL, and B, winning Super Bowl championships. Then the question of comparison came into play of him being compared to Tom Brady. What? 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 And he was honest. He was honest about it, saying, listen, I'll never be Tom Brady, and there's a reason why he won many Super Bowls. He is the greatest of all time. Even though I think deflated football, you know, the deflated football in the 2015 Super Bowl was really unacceptable, as it seemed like Tom Brady pulled that one out of his ass. But I still think he is still one of the greatest quarterbacks of all Times Patriots, Buccaneer in the entire league of the NFL. Let's get into some entertainment now. There's so much that's happened in the entertainment world. I would talk about the award shows. I'm talking about two award shows. The 2023 Oscars has come and gone. And of course, there were many surprises that happened. Who won and who got snubbed. It's just the way it is. And it is nice to see other actors and actresses in in all different categories, okay? Michelle Yeoh won Best Actress. Jamie Lee Curtis won Best Supporting Actress. Brendan Fraser won Best Actor. K.K. Kwa won Best Supporting Actor. There was one category that, you know, surprised me on who won in that category, which was, you know, Best Original Song. And it was Natu Natu, which is a Bollywood movie named RRR. The onstage performance, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It was amazing. And every single person in the audience stood up and applauded 
applauded, which is a very good sign for Bollywood cinema, I would say, to have that recognition and win their first award at the Oscars. But the film received an award for an original song at the Golden Globes earlier this year, and that happened in January, and I'm very happy for that. Talking about the recognition in diversity, you can say history was made, because it definitely was at the Oscars, when Michelle Yeoh, being the first Asian woman to win an Academy Award for that category. It is crazy. And I'm very happy that it's happening more and more. The recognition of diversity, the cultures are being included. No one is feeling left out, even though there are things that are being said behind the scenes that cannot be particularly true, but it's just nice to see in Hollywood now that diversity is coming into an effect and making it a good sign. Now let's end to the next one. Oh man, this was a This is fascinating. The 2023 Junos were in Edmonton, Alberta on March 13th. And it was another amazing award show. I watched it and everything. And, you know, where it displayed many Canadian artists getting recognized for their hard work and dedication to what they love to do. The weekend winning Artist of the Year and also took four other awards which is phenomenal, the Arkells winning Group of the Year. But Breakthrough Artist of the Year went to Preston Pablo because, to be honest, in the category, there were four out of the five artists I know myself, okay? And I still find it fascinating that streaming platforms like Spotify to a lot of music artists allowed to hear around the world. It's amazing. A fan choice award went to Avril Lavigne, who is a tremendous singer that could have been beat in this category with who she was with, but she really deserved it firsthand. Um, Other than that, there were many artists that came and I have never heard of. And I was looking through that list. I was like, hmm, I really don't know who this is. But it's always nice to see that an award show like this gives the chance to broaden your music genres and artists so you're not kind of left out in the blue. Uh, Lastly, I do want to just talk about Simu Liu, who hosted the 2023 Junos and last year Junos in Toronto did another fantastic job as host. There are some funny skits that he did. Um, At these award shows though it is always the one place or event that gives music artists unity and knowing that every single person in the room are there for a reason for people to get together through the music artists we love to listen to. Let's head into the next topic. So much happened. But a trend topic that I just really want to talk about. And it's Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez's dumb controversy. Yes, I said it dumb. It is dumb. Jennifer Stone speaks out about the controversy between Selena and Haley and backs up her longtime friend Selena Gomez. Now, I don't know how many of these dumb controversies have resurfaced and expanded to make the problem seem bigger as it is. And again, I don't have enough fingers to keep on counting, if that makes sense. Like the thing Haley did was quite childish, to be honest, in mocking Selena and having this obsession of her, or seems like it. And the whole like eyebrow thing is so weird, but it's an endless cycle for Selena because she went through so much in years of her dating Justin and is sickening 
getting to hear about who threw shade at who, according to their TikTok videos, and especially fans siding with them. Fans are siding on who is telling the truth and wanting to give out an award for meanest girl. Like, how dumb does that sound? Really dumb. It's finally done. Hopefully it's dumb for Selena's sake, because to be honest, it's just a bunch of crap. Now, Selena was a guest on the February 27th Wizards of Waverly Pod episode, and she spoke out about her mental health struggles and why she distanced herself from the cast after the show's ending and you gotta go check that episode out it was a really nice episode certain things that she opened up about and how she is dealing with it which was really nice no matter what fans of selena gomez will always be there because she is that damn kind and beautiful but there was a good update from both Haley and selena where selena posted on her instagram story saying Haley bieber reached out to me and to let me know that she has been receiving death threats and such hateful negativity this isn't what i stand for no one should have to experience hate or bullying now Haley points out the last few weeks have been hard for everyone involved and millions of people are seeing so much hate around this which is extremely hurtful Haley also added things can always be taken out of context or constructed differently from what they were intended we all need to be thoughtful about what we post and how it is said including myself and that gets me thinking well people say think before you say and it's very true i think people tend to put words out of context so the pot can boil over that's all the opinions and topics i got for you here on episode 53 thank you for listening and you can can listen to this podcast on spotify app podcast or whichever platform you listen on remember to subscribe slash follow share and rate the podcast after you're done listening and go follow on social media twitter and instagram at se underscore press 20 also facebook the sports and entertainment express